I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We haven't shot the ball well for a long time, so it's, I don't think that's a surprise. Um, you know, we're just not making enough perimeter shots. That's something that we need to do. Uh, I thought Marek was good inside. Quincy had a really good second half. He battled him. But we just are not making enough shots to, to win. The first half, I thought we had really good looks. Um, you know, Elijah missed some wide-open shots, missed a layup. Uh, late, we made a good effort, got back six, and they banked, they, they banked a three, and we're not able to overcome something like that right now. Somebody that can we've seen a few of those banks this year but that was a crucial one. But when we were down four Joe made a good drive. We got through. We got a stop and he made a great play in the lane to, to get us into overtime. Um, but uh, you know we missed some free throws uh, late uh, that we have to make but uh, you know, we've just we're just not making enough shots right now. He got hit. He was a, got hit. Barama's knee. He was blur, a little bit dizzy, a little blurry. You know, it's a tough call. Yeah, he got hit. He's got hit in the head 20 times this year. He was a little blurry, and uh, you know, he felt he could go, but you know, that that was it. It's not, not my decision. Okay, thank you. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, the voice. Happy Sunday. Happy, happy yes. Sunday. And um, happy birthday to our very own Joe Georgievich. Joe, oh, here we go. Joe, it's your birthday. What would you wish for? I can't tell you. It won't happen. <laughs> it won't come true. It won't so come true. You almost got me. What are you, 37? I know. I almost got you. I almost <laughs> yeah, 37. 30, 37. I mean, 27. 27. Yeah, right. Um, look. Hey. I feel 27. Yeah, you act it too. Uh, rate, Thanks. review, no problem. You're only as old as you act. Hopefully I look it. So, yeah, when you shave, 
Yeah. That's, that's why I shave. And when, well, hold on, hold on. When you shave with a hat on. Oh, what, come on. Once the hat comes off, bro, you're 40. You're pushing 40. Come on. Like reality, reality strikes. Dude, everybody. Oh, the there's follicles. so many people that shave their heads and aren't 40. It, 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 follically challenged. No. Oh, Sorry. Lord. Look. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to everyone that already has. It really helps us out. We appreciate it. <laughs> so um, we're going to push through this Miami episode. And we have James. Co- yeah. Uh, what? The Miami loss or follically challenged? Both. both. <laughs> we, we have uh, an ACC preview that we're waiting for James to get back from Miami. Apparently, he's down in Key West now enjoying himself. Um, the the you know the Roman roosters in in seafood. So he comes oh, dude, back. Did you Tuesday. see that? Yeah, I did. I was jealous. I know I was too. Uh, so he comes back Tuesday, and we're gonna do a little ACC preview. I know it's a short amount of time for for turnover for that, but um, it'll be worth it. So here's what we need. You guys know how. You guys know how the buy, seller, hold works now. I am going to ask on social media for your buy, seller, hold predictions or statements. And we're going to all know how to do it. Okay? I'm going to pick the best three. And we're probably going to revisit some of our ones from earlier in the year um, to see, uh, you know, to check the stock, see how it did, you know? So we're going to need your help with that. And um, I think that's it. I think that's it. So, um, yeah, it should be exciting. should be fun. So, um, before we get into the loss, Syracuse will finish 10 and 10 in the regular season in the ACC, 17 and 14 overall after getting dropped 69 to 65 in overtime Miami. Uh, we'll take a look at that one. We might take a quick look at the ACC bracket. Um, but first, um, yeah. look, we want to welcome a new sponsor to the show. Pretty excited about it. Um, if you're into safety, home security, you got families, Joe, no, you and your brother, Joe's got a bat, <laughs> Joe's got a, Joe's got a baseball bat by the door, you know, uh, serves, no, serves, some, serves some, serves some, serves the purpose. So, um, you know, but how are you going to know if you need to pick up your bat or your weapon or whatever you may have, if you're not alerted? Um, so with home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's a traditional way where you uh, wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection on your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching the home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors inside. They have the best glass break sensor technology on the market. Um, It was tested. I think it took like two years to test this stuff. So um, you barely even notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set it up all by yourself. Anyone can do it. Even Joe. It takes 30 minutes, up to an hour, maybe tops. And there's absolutely no trade-offs for your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. You can go month to month, week to week, whatever you want to do. Um, it's, um, it's, yeah, right. I mean, you know, you get it locked in. I got a story I'll tell later, but you get locked in these contracts, man, it's brutal. 
Um, so that's why The Verge calls Simply Safe, quote, the best home security system, end quote. So go to simplysafe.com. That's S I M P L I safe.com slash team. And um, you'll get free shipping in a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go there now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Thank you. Simply safe. Okay. Yeah, so, I love how you throw that in there. Even Joe can do it. Come on. Well, even you could do it. Of course I could do it. Of course. Right. It's that easy. I'm a handy, That's the I'm point. A handy person. That's the point. No, you it's, see, you're trying. Okay. No. All right. All no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? No, that's the point. Even you could do it. That's what I'm saying. That's how easy it is. You know? Is that? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what the problem is. Um. So. Dude, I got skills, bro. I could do that. All right? That's what I'm saying. You, 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 you took three quarters of the skin off your finger jacking up a card today. Look, semantics. That, that happens, okay? Usually I wear gloves. Doesn't mean I didn't get the job done, all right? Okay, all right. So easy, even Joe could do it. Buddy hit ah. one of his two threes with five seconds left in the first half, cutting the Miami lead down to two in a half that left much to be desired by both teams. A Gerard layup with 10 seconds left in regulation cut the Hurricanes' lead down to two again. Wardenburg would be immediately fouled and go on to miss the front end of a one-and-one. One. Rebound Edwards to Joe, who would make um, a foul line jumper and put the game into overtime eventually. Isaiah Wong's three with 3.29 remaining in overtime would sum up the uh, five-minute segment there because Syracuse chased those three points to the bitter end in a 69-65 loss. The good... Mark with the first four points of the Syracuse game, and he never or with in the game, and he never stopped. He finished with 17 points and seven rebounds. Bramo 10 rebounds, but some foul trouble to go along with that. Joe shot the end of regulation. That was good. Gave us a shot, a fighting chance with Elijah out. Um, that's it. That's the good. That's all I got. So, um, the bad. Elijah spent the second half on the bench. Um, as you heard Coach talk, he was suffering from dizziness, and he hit his head on Sadibi's knee late in the first half. And he was grimacing pretty good going down the stretch, finishing that up. So um, we talked about Miami's rebounding woes. Uh, coming into this game, they were 313th in the nation. They were actually plus two on the boards, 43-41 to 41 against Syracuse. And, um, you know, just frustration mounting there. Uh, Syracuse is about a 74.5% free throw shooter on the season as a team, and they shot 63.2, 12 for 19. Seven missed opportunities there, and um, I don't know. They haven't let me down much in that category this year as they have the past couple years. So when you see stuff like that in a close game, it, it just that's what you reflect on. So uh, yeah. the ugly, the orange shot 20% from three, five for 25 uh, Buddy and Joe were four for twenty combined. Thirty-six point nine from the field, twenty-four of sixty-five. That thirty-six point nine from the field in this game was what Syracuse was shooting from distance before they started this roughly, say, twelve-game skid. So, um, just frustrating, Joe. A game we should have had. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, a bad loss. It was, you know, it doesn't matter. But uh, going into the tournament. You know, hoping to gain some momentum, and uh, we we missed a, a good opportunity for that. So, anyway. yeah. Well, this was probably the most disappointing game all season to me. I would agree. And the only that. reason was, I mean, I was watching basketball all day before Syracuse, cheering against uh, the bubble teams, the teams that needed to have work left to do everything like that. Still thinking that there's an outside shot that we could have maybe just, you know 
made a run to the finals or, you know, get a couple of wins. And the, I mean, there's the teams out there. If you, if you actually are paying attention to the, the spectrum of college basketball, the teams that need to win aren't. And uh, the bubble is just a mess. Uh, there's a lot of uh, mid-major teams that still have at-large chances just because of how bad um, it's been this year. And that just kept my hopes alive. And the fact that, uh, you know, the first 20 season conference uh, season as far as the ACC. So we didn't know how the committee was going to put that into effect and everything like that. Right. So to me, there was still a lot of question marks and still a lot of unanswered things um, from the committee itself and from the way that they were going to choose the tournament this year and how they were going to look at the ACC teams because of the, of that change. Um, but they just threw any type of hope of not having to win the ACC tournament right out the window. Yeah, which, I mean, let's be honest. We were, we were cautious, we cautiously did, optimistic right? on that, but in all reality, I think we were both leaning that way anyway. And, and like you said, uh, yeah. and like you said, the, 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 not a whole lot of upsets happening, and, and, and it's, been, it's been one of those years where there hasn't been a ton of that, but, I mean, I don't know. When you look at just the AC- sometimes if we would have got to, got to like you know twenty and thirteen, twenty one and fourteen, we sure. still would have had a chance. Sure. Well, but- listen to this from SU Juice Online. If you've ever checked them out, they used to be the Big Orange back in the day newspaper. Do you remember the Big Orange, Joe? Nope. You don't. Okay. Um, I don't. So they note and uh, make this point here: losses to Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Clemson, and NC State, Florida State, and now Miami came at a combined eighteen points. Okay. Yeah. Even if the Orange split those games, those close games, they would have ended up with a 20 and 11 record and 13 and 7 in the ACC. And that's so, tournament. What's that? Man, that would be making the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. The, that's the yeah. point. It's a, I mean, it's a good, yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 you know, ifs and buts are candy and nuts. We all have a Merry yeah, Christmas, but right. I mean, that's how close it was 18 points. Well, and again, you don't want to throw it all on Elijah because Elijah had some, I mean, he's just been carrying this team. Uh, leading the league in ACC, and it's hard to ask any more, you know, from a player that what he's given us this year. But yeah, no, I agree. But, but the, the NC State the game in the, the end of the Miami game were crucial. End, I mean, I, yeah, you could probably go out on a limb and just say that if he is healthy every single game, we beat NC State, we beat Miami yesterday, and we probably are on the inside looking out as far as the tournament goes because that Virginia game is looking better and better. They can't say that we don't have a signature win anymore. I mean, Virginia finished second in the ACC. Yeah. They're the two seed, right? Yeah. Yeah. We won at Virginia. So, uh, and we would have beat NC state, which is the team that's in front of us. So ultimately if, if, if we're 19 and 12 right now and we beat NC state at home and we win this last game, then I think that we're on the, the right side you know, or, or real, real close anyway. We're, we're being talked about. Right. So it's just tough when you sit there and you – I mean, yesterday there was no excuse. I can understand. NC State's, NC State's a decent team, so I can understand why we wouldn't win without Elijah Hughes. But yesterday I still thought there was no excuse for us to not win that game. Uh, I don't know why we went away from Doljai, especially once Hughes is out of the game. And, I mean – like you said, I mean, not just the four for 20 from the three-point line from Buddy and, and Joe, but the nine for 32 that they shot from the field. Just 
And then we get out rebounded by one of the worst out, uh, rebounding teams in the ACC in which those few rebounds, maybe a put back here or there, or maybe we don't allow them to get an offensive rebound. Because I know in the first half for a little while there, a majority of their points were off second second chance points. Yeah, it was. So, um, I think it was out of 15, I think eight of them or nine of them at one point were. Right. So, yeah. And then they had like two threes. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, I knew Vasilovich was going to hit a couple. I knew he was going to hit some big ones. He hit a bank. That Wong dude, he started playing good. He hit a bank. He hit a bank free throw. I mean, everything. So you're starting this game, too, and you're looking at, you know, um, likes, you know likes, is, likes isn't even playing in the game. And we've got ourselves, you know, a pretty decent a pretty decent chance of, of getting, yeah, it was nine out of the first 15 points were off second chance uh, shots. Um, you're looking at, you know, you're feeling pretty good. Likes is out. You're on the road. You know, that helps a little bit. And then Eli goes out and then you're like, oh, well, crap. Uh, the leading scorers for each team are done. And you always got that guy. You got Isaiah Wong stepped up 18 points. And I mean, yeah. you know, and he hit the shot. He's the one that hit the shot in overtime that, that, that Syracuse chased for the rest of the three and a half minutes that were remaining. So we were lucky to get two overtime. Oh, absolutely. Joe Girard, four points in, in nine seconds. Um, that's pretty good. I mean, you know, to get there, it looked like it was over. It did a great job getting us there to give us a shot, but yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's we just it. took such bad shots. We had such good yeah, shots. Yeah. We had such good shots in the first half and we just missed. And then the second, second chance, second half was just awful shots. Yeah, it was tough to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, y'all know what to do. Go to the socials at the end of every game. I prompt you to give your thoughts on the game. You do so, we read them, bring some of them here, and we talk about them. Now, uh, did you pull up any Facebook ones, Joe? I didn't even check Facebook yet. I've been yeah. I've been social media kind of delinquent today to be honest with you um so anyway uh i got one here uh at tony staffieri and um tony brings up these these points i like to talk about a little bit so um he says we all we all got the the post hughes preview for 25 minutes in miami at least the orange will get a home game in the 2021 nit come on tony look here's the deal isn't that next year? Yeah, yeah, that's what he's talking about. The, he, alluding to the fact that we got the 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 post Hughes preview for next year. If once Hughes is gone, um, that's what we're looking at. I I don't believe that f- for a number of reasons, but I will say that Syracuse was down by two in the first half, going into the locker room, and they ended up being tied in the second half. So it's actually plus four. If you if you really want to break it down, they actually played a better second half um, while he was on the bench. And I mean, you know, things got going late for both teams, but that's the fact. So, I mean, is it going to be easy next year? Fuse leaves? No. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. But um, I don't think it's going to be that ugly. And the reason is yeah. because this team's going to grow. They're going to be better. These guys are going to be better next year. You got some guys coming in. Got some some like Quincy. I think is going to make strides. Sadibi, he's been great in the past. I think he's on like five games now. I know he didn't score a lot, two points, but ten rebounds in this Miami game. Got in some foul trouble, which stymied his minutes a little bit. But um, he's going to be a senior next year, and I'm, I, I got I have faith in Sadibi being pretty decent next year as a senior. So yeah, 
I think that what we've seen from Doljai and the way that he's kind of taken a little bit as far as a step of of a, a leadership role, but also a scoring role. Um, I think that's going to get better. I think Sadibi's going to get better. Gary Ayer's going to get better. There's really no reason not to think that that pretty much that whole back line is going to be improved and hopefully with some more weight. I mean, to me, that's the one, the biggest thing. I think they got to get some weight and and confidence, you know, and so they don't get pushed around so easily. And you saw that even when they did play with, with confidence, uh, they played a lot better. Ball Jacques, he's, he's gaining weight. He's learning from the bench where he's at now. Jesse Edwards has put in some good minutes this year. Yep. So um, we don't know, but I get the point, though. I mean, it's frustrating, and absolutely it's frustrating. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, so Dominic on Facebook, seriously, without Hughes, I'm surprised we got it into OT. We yeah, sucked the go. first half. Yeah, right, like we said. We sucked the first half aside from him and Dolzai. Speaking of Doli, where did his offense go in the second half? That's exactly what I right. hit on as well, right? So yeah, he wasn't being That was my fed. biggest thing. Once, once Eliza left, why did for one at one point there with the first half, what Doljai, we gave him the ball like three times in a row when he scored. Yeah, he had the first four points too. Drove the lane by himself pretty much. Set himself right. up, you know. So why do we stop from going from why, there? To why have we done threes? that? We've done that so many times this year, Joe. Is it a is it a panic thing for for? It's like we're trying to force people to get a hot hand instead of trying to get the best shot out. Yeah, there. we're like like it is. And coach alluded to it in the press conference. Like we're not a great three point shooting team. We we are on the trend to be one, but when everything is said and done, like we're not that great. These past twelve games or so have been horrendous. Really, they've well, been really bad. Well, that's again, that's just the other teams. I know it's making defense. the making sure, the adjustments right. I right. mean, as as but, you but get good farther players, out, it, good right? players. I mean, look, look at Virginia Tech. Yeah, not. But again, it's not so much sometimes the good players or what. Sometimes you just have what you have, and there's been a lot of press True. conferences where we've heard Jim Beheim talk about, you know, that this is just what we have. We right. knew that there was limitations. We knew that things that we weren't going to be able to, you know, get better just in the middle of the season, just with a snap of a finger. And as the season's gone on, teams have learned that to play defense against us. They want us to force the ball down down low to the bigger guys that maybe aren't as efficient, or they want to force us to try to drive. That's why they take away the three-point shot. That's why Buddy and Joe, they're always got people in their face, right? Now, Elijah, when he's playing against a guy, then he can kind of get his own shot, right? Yeah. But other than him, if they take away Buddy's little drive, right – it's drive and spin around in the lane and kick it back out, which is usually right. what he's been doing. And then the th- yeah. and then the shot, right? Or Joe yeah. Girard, what did he do? He'll, he'll drive and he'll pull up at the free throw line. Yeah, that's about buddy's, all they got. Buddy's buddy's had that game going, and he's kind of even gotten away from that. I mean, Buddy had a quiet twelve points. I didn't think he had that many. But, but teams take it away when you know, yeah, right? Right when you know that that's what it is. Okay, you know that he wants to drive to the middle of the of the court, or he's going to shoot a three. Yeah. So as a defender, that's all you have to worry about. Not easier said than done, right? He's six six. Usually yeah. you got two guards guarding him. But again, as the season, what happened to Virginia Tech? Do you think Virginia Tech all of a sudden just sucked, or did you think that all the teams and the coaches oh, everybody... and everyone they played enough games to figure out what they had? Yeah. Right. So now they force him to do the things that they can't do, that they have limitations doing, and that's where you see them start to struggle. And it's the same thing with us. 
You know, I mean, yeah, we have missed some open threes, but a lot of it, it's not just us as much as it is the defense and us not having other options. You know, they've, if we feed Doljai, Darius. They've stopped feeding Dolzhai multiple times, and even a couple games, like I think you were about to just say, is Gary A. They stopped feeding right. him games where he was hot. Like, right. go with what works until it's stopped. You right. know, at least, least Dolzhai. to. Yeah, right. Yeah, make them adjust. And, and you know, at least with Dolzhai, too, and he's getting in there, he, he can draw fouls. Like, this dude's probably fouled like 10 times a game, but. You know, when he's driving, he could he can draw the foul more times than not. But this dude's fouled all the time. All the yep. time. <laughs> just, I don't know if people don't see it or what. Like, the dude gets hacked. It's unbelievable. Um, all right. At McDale Larry. That's three first names, bro. At McDale Larry. Okay. <laughs> just so fr- – it's my brother Daryl. They all share it. Yeah. Just so frustrating. Uh, just so frustrated with Joe G. Tired of hearing, but he's a freshman. He has uh, definitely regressed. Him and Buddy at the top of the zone is a disaster. There, now I feel better. Um, well, to your, the point you're just making, you know, um, I don't think Joe has regressed, but I think he's been challenged more. I think it's been tough for him for him to get into his game. And obviously, as a freshman, you know. That is that's a legitimate thing, but he's a freshman. It, you know, it's not a blue chip guy. He's coming out. He's he's a star in New York, obviously, but he's still a young kid and he's still got to learn. Um, you know, the pace of the game and, and all that stuff. So I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, he he, you know, there was a lot of talk on social media about the shots he was taking, and dude, he took some he took some ugly stuff, man. A couple times, a couple times, and w- once in overtime, notably from three and. I don't know. He's take he's been known to take some bad shots, but I mean, I don't know. At some point you got to learn from that, right, Joe? Uh, <laughs> again, it's just one of those things where if he's made he's taken some bad shots and made some too, you know. I, yeah, I know. And there's a handful of them obviously. all year where I've been like, oh, I don't know about that. Okay, it went in, right? right. So if it goes in, then it's never really a problem. Uh, but again, I wasn't a huge fan of the shot selections. Definitely wasn't at all. No, I know. I almost want to say at the end of the game, at the end of the game, they showed Jim, they cut to Jim Beheim on the. Oh, hold the on, bench. hold on, hold on. And during, we're going to talk about that. You want to do it right now? No. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, just overall shot selection in the second half was just bad. Yeah, uh, you got another one from Facebook. I do, I do. Uh, to hit up something that you were talking about earlier, uh, Rocco from Facebook, six lost close conference games this year made the difference between 17 and 14 and 10 and 10 in the, the ACC and 20 and 11 and 13 and 7 in the ACC. If we get if we got half of the lost ones or even 23 and 8 and 16 and 4 in the ACC, if, if we could have gotten them all, the team is genuinely not that far off. I'm not as down as a lot of folks are. Yeah, I'm I'm not down and the reason I'm not down is because I didn't Syracuse football this basketball team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't set the expectations of uh you know having you know going to the final four this year because we got a bunch of shooters finally. You know, right. I, I didn't have that expectation and you know, I think a lot of people did, but the main thing about this team I think was that they worked together. You know, this is this is Jim's 
like I think it's this is his worst season. Like by the record, statistically that way by the final record, I think it's his worst season of his tenure. So, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. I don't know if it's his worst one. I think I think I read it. I think I read somewhere it is. But no, I know I read today. uh, Old high school buddy Greg Crandall on uh, Facebook said that uh, this is the sixth straight season with the thirteen losses. Oh really? Yep. So, so, but we've made the tournament, and made some runs in those seasons too. So and that's yeah, why I never really understand why people get down so early. Yeah, well, we had one of those. One of those was a Final Four team just a few years ago. So, yeah. Um, but you know, and we're going to take a look at the the ACC tournament quickly before we sign off here. But I got I got one more. I got two two people making the same point here. S S U Burrow. So at one point, oh, so at one of the last timeouts, the camera panned into the SU huddle. No coaching whatsoever. Silence. No talking. What's that all about? There's nothing to say to the players. That's messed up. Then I got at Gypsy Pedals. It was almost as bad as the timeout where Bayheim and the entire team sat in complete silence instead of drawing up a play. Well, they were, they were on defense, but I mean, you still, I mean, it was an awkward moment. Was it not, Joe? Yeah, definitely an awkward moment. I can understand. I mean, everybody this is was the culmination of the season, right? I, I mean, they're just sitting there know. waiting for the buzzer to hit the court again. I mean, yeah, a little frustrating. I understand fans are like, you know, what the hell is going on here? And then the Jim Beheim haters obviously jumped on that. You know, oh that's, yeah, that's red meat right there. Yeah, no, hundred percent in. It's again, it's tough. I think that he was frustrated from the beginning, even from his um his presser, like you could tell he was frustrated about that whole Elijah Hughes thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, that's, I think it was more or less a team doctor that ruled him out. I think that's he, what happened the first time too against NC State. I think that's why. To your point, we made that point before. Well, NC State was something different though. I think I mean he visually had ice on his groin and Yeah. I mean you could speculate what happened. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he, the bump from a lot, from when he fell back into Sidibe's knee, and he was rubbing his head, and it was noticeable when it happened. And it was right near the end of the first half. I'm assuming that that had something to do with it, and he probably got into the locker room, and he might have got checked, and you know they didn't want to take the chance or whatever. But you could tell. I think obviously Elijah Hughes was upset about it, and and Beheim he was upset. Probably most likely they were both frustrated more than upset, but. Um, there's nothing you can do about it with safety, player safety, the way that everything is with NCAAs. Uh, it's not worth worth chancing. It's not, it. No, it's not worth chancing. It's not worth someone going out and bumping their head again, and now you got a real problem. Yeah. No, see, like what I was going to say um, was I thought that near the end of the game, like I said, it might not be 100%, but I'm pretty good at reading lips, and it seemed like he was on the bench, and he, uh, Beheim kind of leaned over. I don't know what coach it was, but I think he, uh, he said too many bad shots is I think what I heard, what I, what I saw read his lips from saying at the end of the game, like when, too many when they shots. had lost and it was over. Yeah. Uh, so again, that's just really what it is. There's too many bad shots. And, uh, I think that in certain situations, you just got to feed other people and the people that are hot. And I think that Doljai was hot. I thought that our big men were playing good. The chances of getting some rebounds and some stuff down there with Gary, a, uh, 
but it's tough to change the way you've played offense the whole season on the last, you know, the last game of the regular season. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it's kind of one of those those things where that game has been played already. We've watched that game numerous times this year, you know, and you got to be able to step off the three point line and do something different. And, you know, if the hand gets, if someone gets hot, they get hot and then that's great. But when it's, when when you're in overtime and you're still trying to get hot, like that's the time to like, be like, okay, it ain't going to happen today. Right. <laughs> you know, come up with something else, but um, and let's try to get to the line. Let's try to. And that's one thing that I think yeah, that we which do is have another to, issue: seven missed free throws. So, well, we had seven missed free throws, but also just the chance that like we don't have guards other than Elijah Hughes that can really drive and yeah, get in there and get the foul and 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 be able to, to go to the line, line and right? be re, be reliable. Now there are some times where it looks like Gerard gets gets fouled, but I mean, I don't know. Can't really tell a lot of times from the angle. It's tough sometimes. I mean, you know, most of the ones I see, I mentioned briefly about Dolzhai, are on uh, rebounds. I feel like a lot of them are on rebounds. There was one where he yeah. had a dude's elbow in his ear, you know, over his back, and they didn't call it, you know. And he, I mean, it's just like, come on. Yeah. I, I do like the, I do, I do think the officiating to the point, though, was pretty good in that game. I feel like they let him play a little bit without it getting too crazy. You know, I felt like it was fair. I just, you know, it's just. For some reason, there's always that guy that has a hard time getting the ref's attention, and it's Dolzhai. It's been that way. So, anyway, um, do you want to take a look at this ACC bracket real quick? You got, or do you have any? So, we're going to play either the 11 seed Virginia Tech or the 14 seed North Carolina. What a horrible, horrible time to be a six seed. I mean, I got to root for Virginia Tech in this, but Joe, looking like, I mean, if everything plays out the way you, you know, the odds say it's going to play out, you're, we're probably yeah. facing North Carolina again. Yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, right. not, not for anything. Perfect game, culmination. Yeah, the game's probably going to be at, it says 930, right? But, um, it, you know, you're looking at 10 o'clock probably. Um, and I think all the games, if, night, right. yeah, I think all the games, if we were to keep winning, all the games are going to be, um, nine thirty games, which means they're all going to be 10 o'clock games, but Hey, it is what it is. But, um, it's just the luck of the draw. Well, I think they're nine o'clock games. They put the nine thirty because of the half hour. So depending okay, if so the, okay. the game runs late, essentially they're, they always try to, throw they're trying that, to add it in. They're trying to add the. The, Their game is going to start half an hour exactly after the Notre Dame Boston College game ends. That starts at six, right? Or sorry, that starts at seven. seven. Yeah. As soon as that ends, our game will tip half an hour right after that. So you look at the road, Joe, and it's just not favorable. But um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I mean, what can you say about it? What can you say? I mean, where would you rather be? I mean, to be a seven seed, I'd to be Notre five, Dame would five. be great. Five? Yeah, the five yeah. seed is a, is a decent spot. The seven seed, Notre Dame, is a good spot, too. So, Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, Notre Dame would have been a good spot. Notre, Dame, Notre Dame's got Boston College on their first game. So, Boston College, and then they play Virginia, which, I mean, Virginia's on a roll. I don't know if I'd want to play Virginia. I'd play Virginia again. You know who else I'd like to play again is is Louisville. So, and we, we, I mean, that's a possibility. But 
Look, we, I know. we matched up so bad against Louisville. I know, I know, but we got crushed so bad. I feel like it's. I feel like we got to do better than that. The only team I really don't. I, when you look at the ACC right now, and I know North Carolina just lost against Duke last night, but um, that's one team I just don't want to play, man. I just don't want to play UNC. Well, let's go Hokies. Let's go Hokies, <laughs> the choky Hokies. It is not going to happen, but we'll see. No, <laughs> no, I know. It's that's just how it rolls, right? It's it is what it is, right? Yeah, it is what it gotta is. Got to play North Carolina, then got to play Louisville, and then we'd probably have to play Virginia. Yeah, and then you probably so, and then you're looking at Duke or Florida State, most likely. Yeah. So, um, and we'll go through the predictions. James released his bracket. If you want to check it out on. Uh, Twitter at Twitter. So, um, what did he like? Filled it out. Yeah, he filled it out. Yeah. Oh, all right. Are you gonna yeah. do that? Yeah, I'll do it for the for the next show. Why the hell not? All right. I'm gonna add some. I'm, James went. Look at James's. James's is like straight <laughs> seated run, pretty much. Oh, it's chalk. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I didn't look at all the games, but pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But so I want to add some quirks into mine. I got to do something. It's no money on the line. So, anyways, all right. True. We appreciate everybody. Look, get your get ready for some. Think of some good buy seller holds. We're looking for the um, the best three. Okay. So, um, and if I come across a couple that are the same, I'll give each person who kind of brought up the the same situation credit. So, not that you guys care, but. Um, We'll uh, we'll have some fun with it. We'll revisit some old stuff, and there's not much to really talk about the ACC uh, tournament, guys. And um, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. We'll get James's thoughts. We'll go over our brackets, but I mean, you pretty much heard it. Okay, <laughs> you pretty much just heard it. There's, you could look at it. There's your preview. So um, I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank everybody who participated in fan feedback this time around. Happy birthday to Joe! Happy birthday! Happy 37th birthday, baby boy! And <sighs> Um, <laughs> I want to thank Simply Safe for jumping aboard. Um, and I think that's it. Thanks to James on guitar for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia podcast, the fans' voice with Sean and Joe.